Hey there, welcome back to Podcasting for Educators. We are only a couple weeks away from 2023, which is hard to believe. And today I have a really fun episode for you guys. Lauren Wrighton and I sat down and did a co-hosted style episode where we talked a little bit about what we've seen in podcasting this year, as well as our predictions for podcasting in 2023. Lauren and I did this same type of episode last year, and it was so much fun, and so we wanted to do it again this year. If you have not heard Lauren on the podcast before, she has been on two other episodes. I'll link those in the show notes for you, but Lauren is the creator of the Podcast Manager Program, where she teaches freelancers how to become podcast managers. She has created an awesome community in the podcasting space, and she's actually also one of my clients. I help support that community, and there's nothing more that we love more than sitting down and talking all things podcasting. So much has changed and evolved in podcasting, even within the past couple of years. So it's really exciting to think about all of the possibilities in the years to come. I hope that you enjoy this episode. And when you're done listening, we would love it if you sent us a message on Instagram and let us know what you think about this episode and any predictions that you have for podcasting in 2023. Your podcast is a powerful tool that serves your audience and your business, but how do you manage it all, bring in new listeners, and convert those listeners into customers? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators. I'm Sarah Whitaker, classroom teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm here to help you get the most out of your show, all while making an impact on other educators. All right. Hey there, Lauren. How are you doing today? Doing great. Happy to be here chatting with you. Happy to be here too. Always happy to chat podcasting with you. We are sitting down today to talk podcast predictions for 2023. We did this type of episode last year for 2022. So we are bringing it back. I'm very excited to jump in. Lauren and I are doing kind of a co-hosted format this year. So both of us will be airing this same episode on our individual shows. Yeah. And I'm just kind of thinking about how if we were to do this every year, how much podcasting would change over the course of, I don't know, five years or so. So I I like the tradition. I completely agree. I I just feel like there's so much changing so quickly. Like even in the past few months, I know you are also signed up for the Pod News newsletter. And so that's in my inbox every day. And I feel like every single day there is some sort of update, something that I'm interested in reading about in terms of what's going on in the podcasting industry. And I mean, this has only been, I've only been in this space for what, the past two and a half-ish years. And so much has changed. So Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine what it's going to be like five years from now. Right. And about the Pod News newsletter, that's, you know, one of the big places I get news as well. And it's like they're big, powerful, newsworthy things are kind of sprinkled in with things like you don't care as much about. So it's like I might skim it and think, okay, you know, not not really interested, not really interested. And then it's like this big change. I'm like, oh, wow, that needs to be bolded (laughs) because I (laughs) almost missed it. Yes, I completely agree. And I mean, since we're talking predictions today, I'll just do this kind of just popped into my head, but this is kind of an early prediction. But for those of you who don't know, Pod News, you should definitely sign up for the newsletter. 
it, it is in your inbox every day. So expect that. But they also have a podcast version of the newsletter where mm-hmm. they literally like read the newsletter out on a podcast. It's just like a couple minutes every day. And I do know of some other people who do that with their newsletters. So I would imagine that's a little bit of a podcast prediction in itself that we're mm-hmm. going to see more of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And I mean, those daily podcasts are really popular because they are putting out an episode every single day. And so they generate so many downloads. You know, if you can imagine if your client gets 200 downloads per episode, if they were then to put out a short episode every single day, that'd be, you know, 200 times five times four weeks in a month. Like, so therefore they generate a lot of kind of buzz because they're generating so many downloads. So yeah, I could imagine if someone has a really awesome newsletter, turning that into a podcast would be really smart. Yeah, absolutely. Those are the kind of podcasts that like hit a million downloads really quickly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. So before we get into our predictions, I thought we could just chat real quick about kind of what we've seen this year, what we've read about podcasting and like the numbers in podcasting so far this year. And I know one thing that we really want to highlight is a stat that came out from Edison Research. Edison Research does a big media survey every year where they go into not just podcasts, but other media outlets as well. And it's this huge survey with some really great information. And podcasting is a huge chunk of it. And the latest research from them showed that there has been a 20% increase in people who listen to podcasts ages 13 and up compared to last year. So this time, Mm -hmm. so we're in November, very end of November 2022. So compared to this time last year in 2021. And when I read that, I'm just like 20%. That's a huge number. So I just thought that that was really cool to see. Um, I know you love looking at those kind of stats as much as I do. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I think I would have expected maybe like 5 or 10% because we also have to keep in mind that this number has been on the rise for years now. So you can't necessarily continue to increase by 2030 and plus percentage year over year over year. So I think it really speaks to not just that podcasting is growing. I think we see that in a lot of different places, but the fact that there is so much more growth to be had in the future because 20% is a lot. And yet when you look at the numbers, there's also a lot of people that are still not listening to podcasts. So I think that number will be really interesting to kind of follow in the next couple of years uh, and into, I guess, until every single person listens to a podcast, which would be (laughs) the ultimate goal for me. Yeah. uh, Same here. Same here. Yeah. (laughs) I, I constantly say this. I constantly remind people that like not everybody even knows what a podcast is or like how to listen to a podcast. I can't remember if I already told you this, but a couple weeks ago we were at a birthday party and my father-in-law came up to me and he was super excited. He's like, we just, cause they had just gotten back from a road trip. He's like, we figured out how to listen to a podcast while we were driving. And I'm like, that's awesome. That was literally their first time listening to a podcast. And I mean, I'm their daughter-in-law and they know that I'm obsessed with podcasts and they still had never listened. So <laughs> there are people out there who literally don't know that these things exist. So the potential for podcast growth is just fantastic. Yeah, totally agree. And then, you know, as more people 
you know, go maybe from middle school to high school and beyond, like on this incoming generation, they will, you know, help increase those numbers because they're, you know, maybe more likely to listen. In fact, that just reminded me that um, someone in my family told me she's a high school teacher and she said that they have a podcasting section of like one of their media classes. So like for like, you know, a little part of the class, you will produce a podcast. I love that. I've actually heard several teachers talk about that where, especially in high school, where that will be a project that their kids do is they create a podcast, which I mean, I just think that's so cool. And Mm -hmm. kind of along those same lines, like back to that stat, another cool thing I found about, about that stat is that that age group of 13 plus, like I think that there is more available out there in terms of podcast content for all ages, which Mm -hmm. is awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I talk pretty regularly about the show that my daughters listen to and my daughters are six and under. So there's obviously a lot of space for, you know, yeah, like you said, podcasts for all different types of ages, as long as ultimately the parent then is making the decision though, to have their kids listen to podcasts. So you're still kind of targeting the 20, you know, and plus demographic, but still, you know, different podcasts for different ages. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Mr. Jim. My daughter loves that podcast. (laughs) Yes. One stat that I wanted to share that I read in in pod news, obviously, was that just last week, there were 196,000 shows that were updated, meaning they released an episode. So, you know, as we know, not all podcasts released weekly. So I think the number is actually bigger than 196. But last week, the third week of November, 196,000 shows released an episode. When I first heard that number, I thought that was pretty low. Because if you look up podcasting stats, you really see maybe like in the millions of how many shows are out there, but not all those shows release episodes. And so I think one thing we can learn from that from a podcaster perspective is that, wow, there are 196 is kind of small. But then from a podcast manager's perspective, it's, wow, there are so many shows out there that could use a podcast manager. And there's a lot of shows out there that don't necessarily stick around. So if you are getting into the podcasting space as a podcast manager or as a podcaster, and you're in it for the long haul, you are going to be with the people that are also in it for the long haul, um, but not a enormous group, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And especially if you are a podcast manager, like if you were to look up a number of how many podcast exist, just like you said, that number would be much larger than that 196,000 number because there's so many that aren't active anymore or they're not Mm -hmm. consistent and they need that support of a podcast manager. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I completely agree. I think that number is much smaller than I would have expected Mm -hmm. and much smaller than a number that you would probably see if you were to Google how many podcasts there are. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's a good number to kind of that truly shows like how many shows are out there. I would love to see how many shows have released an episode in the past month. Because yeah. a month, you know, if your show's active, you're likely releasing an episode every month. So that would be a really cool number to look at. And one of the reasons that I'm even diving into these numbers is because we don't have super great numbers in podcasting still. So we do have to kind of fish around for data, yes. find what, <laughs> you know, we feel like is is credible. So yeah, that's one thing I, I feel like we probably hoped for over the year was like more tangibly credible numbers. And 
maybe it's gotten a little bit better, but I think there's still like a lot of room for improvement in the industry of just information in the form of numbers. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things we talk about a lot. And one of our hopes from last year was improved stats that we still don't really have. So maybe yeah. next year, maybe 2023 yeah. will be the year. <laughs> All right. What do you say? Should we get into our predictions? Yes. Let's dive in. Okay. Do you want to go first? Okay. So my first one is that I'm seeing a pretty big shift from different companies that are kind of like they exist because they do something with audio, with music, with maybe radio, like different types of audio that aren't podcasting, that they are seeing the growth in podcasting and they're making products specifically for podcasts. So like music companies and, and things like that that are like, oh, we can we can kind of take our product and change it a tiny bit so that it's really appealing to podcasters. And one of the examples that I have on this is Adobe. So if you're a podcast manager, you might be familiar with, well, everyone can be familiar with Adobe in the form of like Photoshop. So they have Photoshop, which, you know, changes photos. But they also have other audio products like an, an editing software and and what they're doing is taking that that software and making it specifically for podcasters. So I like seeing that because it shows that these bigger companies are seeing the value in podcasting and that we need our own tools, right? If a product is for music recording and it's not the same as spoken word. So I like to see companies seeing the value in podcasting and creating products that make our worlds, make our lives a little bit easier in producing podcasts. That's a great one. I think there's I think companies are definitely starting to see what a huge market this is. And I mean, more and more money is being spent in the podcast industry. So anybody who can kind of jump on that now is smart to do so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of along the same lines as you in terms of like tools or platforms for podcasting, one of my big predictions has to do with podcast hosting. So you know, whether you're hosted with Libsyn or Captivate or Buzzsprout or Anchor, everybody needs a podcast host. And I, that is something I have seen a big change this year. I feel like all of the hosts are really kind of trying to like level up one another and they've mm -hmm. been adding a lot of new features. And I think we're going to continue to see that. I think we're going to continue seeing some really cool and innovative features added to podcasting, especially I think that hosts are now really starting to see how many personal brands are podcasting and they're really trying to create features that will help them with their business if they're using their podcast as a business tool. Perfect example of this is dynamic ads. Obviously, you know, Captivate has dynamic ads now. Buzzsprout has, cap has dynamic ads and they've even added like they've extended those dynamic ad features within those hosts. And I think we're going to, like at this point, I feel like that's a necessity in a podcast mm -hmm. host. And mm -hmm. I would be really surprised if we didn't start seeing that across the board. As well as like, like Captivate gives you the ability to create trackable links, which I think is really awesome because it can be really hard to track your ROI, ROI sometimes as a podcaster. So anything that you're promoting in your episodes – you can create a trackable link for it. And I think those kinds of things where podcasters are really able to better promote their offerings and better track their time and financial investment 
is something that podcast hosts are going to be focused on. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, before now, we haven't had as many tools at our fingertips to to grow our shows in this way. Yeah, like just the information to know our links and being able to dynamically insert ads, like all that good stuff. It now gives us the ability to really run our shows the way we want to, to have a business around the show. So yeah, I think it is such a benefit to the consumer that these different podcast hosts are really like you said, they're just trying to edge each other out. So good for us. But also it's interesting to see the ones that are willing to innovate and are really at the front front line saying, hey, what do you guys need? What do you guys want? We're going to make it for you. And the other ones that are kind of just like sitting around, (laughs) not listening (laughs) as much. Uh, So it'll be really interesting to see if there is kind of a winner at the end of 2023, or if we continue to have multiple hosts that that are really vying for our attention, I would love to have multiple good hosts. I think that would be really the ideal situation, just like it is now. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like if you're a podcast host at this point, like you need to kind of get on that bandwagon of being willing to create those features that people want and that they need. One feature that I've seen, like Lipson just added this. I don't know. Captivate might have the ability. I don't know. But the ability to actually like record within the host, which Mm. to me is like, I mean, I guess it's a good feature if you don't edit your podcast. But if you edit in any capacity, I don't really – that's one that I'm not like, you know, too crazy excited about. But I'm excited to see what else they come up with. Yeah. That kind of makes me think about Anchor who – yeah. is trying to make a product that is all-encompassing. Like you can do it all here. Open Anchor, record, edit, make money, all all that stuff in the same spot. And I think when you do that, you do lose – like not everything's going to be great. The, this, there's going to be a piece of it that they're good at and they're not so good at. But for the yeah. person who likes kind of like an all-in-one solution, it works. So, so yeah, I agree. It's like sometimes, you know, like anything, they try to fix problems that don't exist. You know, like, okay, the recording situation is fine. I don't need help with that. Yeah. (laughs) What I need help with is ads. What I need help with is monetization. Like, those are some of the things that really would be beneficial. But yeah, we'll probably see other things that pop up that's like, eh, don't really need, don't really need this. And, you know, as you were talking, it made me think one feature that has also kind of come about this year, it launched, I don't know, a few months ago, maybe like four months ago or so, Buzzsprout launched their... I, I'm blanking on what they're calling it, but basically you can buy ads through Buzzsprout where mm-hmm. you record an ad for your own show and then they insert that into other podcasts. So mm-hmm. I I think that's a super cool concept. I have not personally tried it myself. My hesitation is like whether or not they actually get put into the right fit shows or not, but mm-hmm. I love the idea of it, of being mm-hmm. able to put yourself in front of other podcast uh, listeners. Yeah. So you and I had talked about that a couple months ago. And so I looked into it for one of my clients who's not on Buzzsprout, but you didn't need to be on Buzzsprout to use it. So I submitted her information and I've never heard back. Really? From them. And it's, it's been, it's been like multiple weeks. So I'm actually, she's on Libsyn right now and I'm going to move her over to Buzzsprout just kind of to test things. And she's, she was open to it. So yeah, I'm going to see if maybe it's different if you're a bus route customer. Maybe she's mm-hmm. kind of being deprioritized because she's not a customer right. of theirs. 
But yeah, I, I'm really into that idea as well, especially because she's in the nutrition space. So I'm like, oh, there's a lot of kind of cross-promotion that could happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, TBD on on that. Yeah, keep me updated. That's interesting. I, I would think that you're probably right in the sense of like if you're not a Buzzsprout user, maybe you're kind of just like pushed to the bottom of the list. So mm-hmm. that'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see if you switch over. Yeah. Now, that kind of is a good segue into one of my my second prediction, which was about sponsorship. So, you know, thinking about it from the podcast manager's perspective, I am seeing a lot of podcasters more excited about getting sponsors and more, you know, willing to do that, I guess is the right word because I've always been like, yes, let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. But, you know, podcasters, I think a lot of their frame of reference is I want to do this to help my business, number one, or it's, I don't really want to, like, they feel weird about asking people for money, which, okay, that is a whole separate issue that we're all probably trying to work through is like, we are allowed to ask for money for the work that we do. (laughs) Everything we do does not need to be a hobby. Everything we do does not need to be free. So I really like that I'm seeing a shift in podcaster saying, hey, I want to have a podcast, but I also want to get paid and I'm really open to doing sponsorships. And at the same time, the podcast industry is really opening up so that lots of different people can get sponsors. So I'm really excited to see that build through 2023. Yes, I am 100% with you. I basically had like a very similar prediction just about, I wrote that I think that there will be more quote unquote, micro influencer type of podcast sponsor opportunities. So Mm -hmm. I think usually when you think of having a podcast sponsor, you feel like you have to have hundreds of thousands of downloads every month. And that's definitely not the case anymore. And I think we're going to see even more of that because I think businesses are really understanding that these smaller shows that are very niched and have a very clear audience, like those are great podcast to have an ad for your product in because it's a very clear, good fit audience for Mm -hmm. whatever it is that the podcaster is promoting. So I completely agree. I think I'm, I am very excited to kind of see how that goes. Like even for me, I like Zencaster did a bunch of updates this year and they are now, they actually are now a podcast host too. You can host your podcast through them. I just Mm -hmm. use them like we're on Zencaster right now recording this for guest interviews. But I have an ad through them because Zencaster is the perfect thing for me to promote in my show because I'm talking to other podcasters and I love I love the product. I use it, you know, pretty much every week and I get paid a small amount <laughs> to promote that on my podcast, but I do not have a huge podcast audience and like these opportunities, my point is that these opportunities are becoming available and I'm seeing it mm-hmm. firsthand. All right, podcasters, you know how many details come with producing just a single episode and using the right tools is the key to creating high quality episodes in the most efficient way possible. One of my absolute favorite tools I use is Zencaster. I have tried so many different platforms for recording my guest interviews, and Zencaster is the one I've stuck with for so many reasons. It always gives me the highest quality audio because there is nothing worse than recording an episode that you can't use because of bad quality. It's so easy for you and your guests, even the not-so-tech-savvy ones. All they have to do is click a link, and we start recording. Boom. Done. 
Plus, the video is crystal clear so you can repurpose your solo and your guest episodes on social media and on YouTube. Oh, and it gives you a transcript of your episodes. You can go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code EDUCATORS. You'll get 30% off your first three months of Zencaster Professional. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all of my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. So go to Zencaster.com slash pricing. That's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R dot com slash pricing and use my code EDUCATORS for 30% off. That's educators, all lowercase letters. The link will also be in the show notes. And I've seen a lot about how that is the case for micro influencers on Instagram. So if brands are seeing the benefit of getting in front of a smaller audience on Instagram, then it'd be a pretty easy thing to also see the value of getting in front of a quote-unquote smaller audience in a podcast. So, you know, if your client or you, you know, podcaster listening sees a product or a company that's just such a great fit for their audience, like don't hesitate to reach out and show them the value that your small audience has, you know, because I mean, most brands are looking for ways to get in front of the right people. So when you make that easy for them, they're they're happy to to get that email. Absolutely. And like back to that idea of really using your podcast as a business tool. I mean, I think the smartest way to go about sponsorships is not doing the traditional CPM rate, mm-hmm. but putting together a package that combines social media and email marketing and your podcast all together to make this really great appealing package mm-hmm. for a sponsor. I totally agree because we're probably already going to promote that sponsor in our show notes, which is a blog on social media, you know, when we're promoting the episode. So you do want to show the value that of all of those things that you're going to do because you're promoting the show, right? So yeah, putting it together a package like that is a really smart move when it comes to sponsors. Yeah, I was also just thinking like it's also kind of cool to look at it like that because maybe somebody who, you know, has an established email list, they have an Instagram following, but maybe they haven't started their podcast yet, like they could probably get a sponsor from the very beginning because they mm-hmm. have those other numbers to show. Totally. So, lots yes. of opportunity. Right. And that is actually something that I was thinking about was that like podcasters used to I used to hear this all the time that like they wanted to be like 6 months into their show before they got sponsors. Somebody yeah. was saying that. Some somebody out there was say, telling podcasters, "Wait, you know, do it for free, build your audience for 6 months and then get sponsors." But I'm not seeing that as much anymore. And I'm happy that I'm not seeing that much anymore because okay, what is this hypothetical 6 months anyway? Right. And really priming your audience, telling them that you aren't doing this for free, I think is smart because then they're when they hear an ad, they're not like, oh, wait, you know, she's a sellout or I don't know. People don't even think that anyway. But like you're setting them up for this is the format of the show. You're going to hear me recommend things and this is to your advantage. I'm doing it because this is a good thing for you. <laughs> but yes. I, I'm definitely seeing that kind of the, that tide turn. Yeah, I've had some conversations with people who – are a lot more open to this versus mm-hmm. like maybe when they first started their show, it was like, no, I'm just going to focus on mm-hmm. my my offers, but you can do both. Right. And there's no, there's not, it's not a bad idea to focus on your own offers either. Like it's sponsorship is not for everyone, yeah. but 
don't feel like you have to wait for some sort of months to pass or or even your audience to get to a certain size. Yeah. But at the same time, promoting your own offers is a is a great way to go about it too. Yeah, absolutely. So my last prediction is I was reading a article about the podcast industry and I was seeing that there's a lot of growth in people that like l- listen to spoken word like their radio listeners or audiobooks and that's that sort of thing those people that were already audio listeners of of whatever that they're going from listening to radio to podcasting and so I thought that really spoke to kind of a bigger movement that I'm seeing of bigger personalities you know, radio personalities, things like that coming into podcasting because they're like, oh, I can take my current brand, maybe on Instagram, maybe on the radio, maybe somewhere else, and I can really run with it when it comes to podcasting because there are systems set up now. There is, you know, an easy way to make money from it. Like networks exist now and they can just really run with a podcast. So I'm seeing that from like these kind of big, brands, people coming in. But then at the same time, you know, we have what we mentioned Anchor earlier, who's making it super easy for anyone to do it. So those two ends of the spectrum, I've seen really boom. And then obviously all of us in between that are, you know, have a big audience or just starting our audience or whatever. I just think it's so interesting that the podcast space has really opened up so that lots of different people can do it. So I'm that's something that I've seen. But so my prediction is that that will continue to be the case. And us who are in more of the middle of that will really be able to get the benefits of the benefits of what the big media people are doing and also, you know, what is being created for like your DIYer podcaster. Yeah, that's really cool to think about. It's just it's such an accessible platform for mm-hmm. anybody. And the like kind of along those same lines, I know I've read a lot of information about how like since – because we all know so many people started their podcast during COVID. But Mm -hmm. since then, like when there really did start to become this huge increase with podcasting, there's also been – a lot more diverse voices in podcasting, a lot more mm-hmm. women who are now podcasting. So I just I'm really excited to continue tracking those kinds of numbers too because you know, when podcasting first started it was mostly men, I would say, and so that the audience of of hosting is definitely expanding. Yes, I love to see that. Yeah, same. Okay, my last prediction is about video podcasting. And we talked about this last year because, you know, in the past couple of years, it's like video, 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 video is king. Everybody's talking about video, especially on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I've always had a lot of pushback (laughs) against video when it comes to podcasting. Um, But we've definitely seen some advancements in video podcasting this year. Now there's a whole new like section specifically for video podcasting on YouTube, Mm -hmm. which is different than what it used to be. It used to kind of all be jumbled together. And then the latest thing that I've seen is that Spotify now has video podcasts. So Mm. you have to be hosted with Anchor and you can actually like upload your video from Anchor onto Spotify. And as a user, you can, I guess there's like two different features. You can either, and you can like kind of switch back and forth. So if you're 
you know, sitting at home and you want to watch it, you can watch it or you can kind of like, I think they describe it as like putting it in the background. So it can be just audio only, Mm -hmm. um, which is very interesting. Shout out to Janice on Instagram who showed me this because I had never seen this before. And my prediction is that we're going to see more of this. We're going to see more podcasts hosts allowing you to put your video and then push it out to other listening apps. So kind of two in one here. I think we're going to see that ability on podcast hosts. And then I think we're going to see that feature on actual listening apps. However, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the big but here is I just have to say I still don't get it. Like I would never go – if I'm listening to a podcast on Spotify, I want to listen to the podcast. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know that it will fully stick. I think that video podcasting still really belongs on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Not so mm-hmm. much on a listening app, but we'll see. I'm I'm curious to see how that will advance this year. Yeah, I would agree with you that if I were to start a video podcast today, I would be much more inclined to use YouTube over keeping it on Spotify. I'd probably do both. But YouTube has such a great way to monetize their influencers. So why not use YouTube? That makes a lot of sense to me. But also, just to, if you're wondering now, listening to this thinking, oh, wait, do I need to start producing video with my podcast to you know be competitive or whatever? I just do not think so either. Because once again, speaking to like the fact that there's these big influencers coming into podcasting, maybe they have a very visual brand on Instagram. And so them doing video, a video podcast makes a lot of sense. But I think there's always going to be, I I always say always, I think there's always going to be room for just strictly audio for, you know, kind of just the, the the regular podcast, not regular as in like not making a big impact, but for someone who just isn't inclined to do video all the time, um, yeah. I think there will always be a space for that person. Yeah, 100%. I think if you, especially like if you are somebody who's already handling all of your podcasts by yourself, feeling like you have to also do a video podcast on top of that, that is a lot of work. It's a Mm -hmm. lot of work to Mm -hmm. do both. So I'm with you, Lauren. I do not think that it's like a must in Mm -hmm. any capacity. And I think that what would be cooler to see instead of like pushing out video to places like Spotify would be the ability for people who do have a video podcast to be able to upload your video to Captivate or whoever your host is and then put it on push it out automatically onto YouTube as mm-hmm. the video and only use the audio for, you know, the regular podcasting apps. Like that makes sense to me. Right now you can do that but it's audio only that that you can like set up so it automatically gets put on YouTube, but it's not video. So right, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, that would be nice to streamline it that way. And yeah, I think, you know, just for me and my podcast, I've thought about like, oh, you know, I've gotten that itch, like maybe I should Same. do video. You know, like, <laughs> ooh, because I want to play around with YouTube more. So yeah. I'm like, ooh, maybe I should. And then I'm like, you know what? <laughs> We also have to remind ourselves, like, if you do have a podcast that has, like, sponsorship and stuff, then this could make a lot of sense. But if you're using it as a lead magnet at the top of your funnel as a business owner, then sticking with the, you know, the standard podcast 
is going to do the job. You don't need to like kind of add on all of these bells and whistles if it's not going to make a big difference to like your bottom line or the impact that you're having. So if you are kind of inclined to like make things harder for no reason, then this could be a way to make it harder and (laughs) for not a great reason. (laughs) Yes. Yes, totally. I know. I feel like because I have also gotten that itch for the first time this year. I had never had that itch before. And I would really want – for me, I feel like putting my podcast on YouTube, I would really want to – have a very clear understanding of like how SEO works on YouTube because mm-hmm. that is kind of like where, where I think it, it could be beneficial, but I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I could get like an extra 15 hours a week, somehow that might be nice. But <laughs> right. Not yet. <laughs> and you know what? Instead of trying to like find 15 hours a week more in our week, let's actually just like take two hours of more off of our plate. <laughs> yes. I love the Go in the opposite direction. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's my mantra for 2023. Love more it. white space. Yes. Um, and okay, I'm looking at my list and I actually do have one more. Okay. That I really did want to talk about. I didn't realize I had four. This will be quick, but this was, speaking of pod news that we talked about in the beginning, this was on pod news and I think it's really cool and I'm super curious about it, but it is very mysterious at the same time. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this, but Pod News sent out that Apple is now supposedly, you know, it's all very like traditional, mysterious Apple podcast. <laughs> supposedly, they are auto tagging episodes with topics. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was like the headline caught my eye. Hold on. Let me go to the article. So I, and I will link this article in the show notes. But yeah. So it says, Apple is quietly tagging podcast episodes by topic. However, they're not releasing like how they're doing this, (laughs) which is, uh, you know, of course, frustrating. But, and interestingly enough, because I was thinking, okay, well, this must be coming from like the metadata, but supposedly it's not. Um, From what this article has gathered, they're saying that their best guess is that they are actually pulling the topics from the actual audio. Mm-hmm. And doing using like a machine generated transcript to pull out these topics. And the purpose of this is to improve search on Apple Podcasts, which I am all for. I think this is amazing if this is really what's happening. And I really want to learn more about it because this was one of the things that we had hoped for last year is that search mm-hmm. does become a little bit better within these listening apps. Um, so I think this is really cool. I wish we had more information on it, but I think that that will probably be coming soon. Yeah. And I had heard, you know, maybe a year ago or more that they were going to start doing this. Not that they were going to tag, but that they were going to, you were going to be able to search the audio, which seemed crazy. Like, how do you search audio. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense that this is would be how they would be doing it. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if like we actually notice difference in search. And I would love to know from those of you that are listening if you are using the search like Apple Podcast search or if you use Spotify if you are searching for shows because I saw that there was an increase in people finding podcasts through search. But that's not how I find my podcast. I go more off of like word of mouth and, you know, maybe seeing it 
you know, on social media or something. So I would love to know from those of you that are listening, when you find a new show, how is it? Are you searching keywords? Are you being recommended podcasts that you then go try out? What is, you know, what what is that for you? Yeah, I would love to know that too because I am actually somebody who does go into the listening apps and I'll mm-hmm. search for terms. And mm-hmm. it's frustrating because like – in Apple Podcasts, at least, the only things that are searchable are episode title, show title, and author tag. Mm-hmm. And so I might search, like I was searching for like an email marketing podcast. Mm-hmm. And some of, sometimes they'll pop up, and it, especially if like that phrase is in the actual podcast title. But then sometimes you'll get this list of podcasts who like have an episode on that topic that's in the title somewhere. But then what? You have to like sift through all of these episodes until you find that. So I'm hoping that this tagging system could kind of simplify, well, on one hand simplify, but also like make it a more thorough search engine. So you really could just Mm -hmm. go in and it would almost be like a Google where you're getting more straight results. Yeah, I agree. Like making it more thorough because what I noticed about some like topics that you see things tagged as is like they're so broad. So it's like, oh, is this lifestyle? Is this music? And it's like, that's so broad. So hopefully like the tagging system is detailed without making it, I don't know, impossible. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. We'll, ha- we'll definitely have to be tracking that in 2023. Yes. And like kind of along that same topic – Hopefully that might also give you some better, like you might also enjoy this show results Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. still I get results for shows that aren't even active anymore. Can we Mm -hmm. like maybe put a time limit on (laughs) if this podcast hasn't released an episode in a year? Yeah. I don't need to see it. That's a good point. That's a good point. (laughs) All right. Well, there we have it. Lots of good podcast predictions. I'm excited to see what happens this year. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited to see what we're not predicting. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to be the thing? Let's just assume there's going to be something that it, that is implemented in 2023 that we're like, wow, we could have not even have predicted that we wanted this so badly. And yet here it is. <laughs> and it's making our life so much easier or making our shows, you know, grow at a faster rate. I'm, yes. I'm ready for that thing. Bring it on. I like the sound of that. <laughs> Well, this has been so fun to chat about these podcasting trends and podcasting predictions. Can't wait to see what happens and what doesn't happen, I suppose. Uh, But let us know what you guys would love to see happen in the next couple of months. I would love to hear that from you. And Sarah, it's been so fun chatting. It's been so much fun. Thanks so much, Lauren. And yes, please let us know what your podcast predictions are over on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk about podcasting. If you're looking for support in launching, managing, or growing your podcast, check out my online course, the Podcasting for Educators Prep School at podcastingforeducators.com slash prep school. I'll see you here next time.